0: All right, well, good morning, everyone. I am delighted you are here. There are a lot of wonderful workshop choices, and I'm thankful that we've decided to to spend an hour together. Um, I really have enjoyed both of our speakers so far. I loved what Donovan said about the holy now, and uh, our family has gotten a greater awareness of how precious the now is, I think, because of the passing of my wife's... um, Father, this January, and so he he passed away in January. And her mom is on hospice care and late stage Alzheimer's. And anyway, our, our kids are getting old, and oh my gosh, life is just just quick. So you know, the the, the time is precious, and it's great that we have a chance to be together. And I want to encourage you to interrupt and to ask questions um, because the ideas that we're going to share here. Um, are ones that I hope you'll find applicable in your own life, but that you're going to think about other people you know who would be... Receptive to these ideas about creativity, the ways that drawing and doodling, the ways that taking pictures and media and verses from the Bible and sharing those digitally can be a very powerful thing. So, my name is Wes Fryer. I live in Oklahoma City. I am a member of First Presbyterian Church of Edmond. I've been there since 2006. Uh, My wife, Shelly, I thought I was moving to Oklahoma because I was having the job, and I ended up with that position about two years, but she worked at our church for seven years in children's ministries as the nursery coordinator, Um, and now we're both at the Cassidy School. She teaches third grade, and I'm the director of technology, and so all of the resources for today, and you'll see some different links, but are on that website, DW4JC, which is Digital Witness for Jesus Christ, and the slides... um, are actually directly uh, linkable from this W. Friar link. So if you go to wfryer.me/mo2018, this is actually a Google slideshow, and you can link to this. and Please share this with anybody who you think might be interested. I want to tell you a story, and uh, that is a scary picture because my projector here is a little bit old. But uh, I want to talk a little bit about fear. That is a photo of of me, probably at about age eight, and my sister Trudy. And the reason I want to start talking about fear is because uh, I was raised Presbyterian. So I grew up mainly in Manhattan, Kansas. My dad was Air Force. So I lived in five states before I was in sixth grade. And uh, we, were, we were Presbyterian all the way. Mom and dad have gone Methodist here in the last ten years, which is great. They've founded a, a church family there. But anyway, we did not have a real emphasis growing up on Evangelism and telling people about about Jesus. Um, I, I grew up in our youth group. I grew up going to camp. Uh, someone this morning at our table was from Salina, Texas. I know there was a Salina, Texas. We have Salina, Kansas. That's where I went to church camp, Camp Atta Walden. Remember, remember uh, fondly, you know. That experience, uh, you know, growing up, going to communicants class, uh, joining the church. Our youngest daughter, Rachel, uh, just committed to the church last Sunday. They had Commitment Sunday. Uh, I remember arguing with our pastor about the story of the prodigal son. It just didn't make sense. It's just not fair. Um, and, and so, anyway, the idea of sharing faith was not something that I really grew up in with... Um, in, in a real evangelical sense. And so I want to acknowledge at the beginning that there are a lot of fears that, that we have. And as I'll share with you, talking about this, this common theme here at Mo Ranch, um, there's a lot of fear that we have. And what I want to encourage us to, to, to do today is to... to hear the words of the Bible and hear the encouragement that, that God gives us to share the good news and to share the ways he's real and active in our lives and to overcome those fears. So I'm going to tell you just briefly a little bit about the evolution of this project because God has been working on my heart for a number of years, basically trying to bring what I do professionally in schools with technology to what I share and talk about on Sunday and Wednesday and hopefully many days in between, but these, they're, they're, they sometimes feel like two worlds. So if you click on the About link of this website, I've got a lot of resources. You can go to any of these. Um, when I, we, we uh, moved to Edmond and I became an elder, one of the things I was able to do with our youth elders, we've got about usually three or four youth elders <clears throat> I was doing an oral history project. I was telling Randall my connection to Hugo was going there probably about 2008 to help teachers do an oral history, not on a church basis. But anyway, we're doing that about local history and family history. And so I work with our youth deacons to interview some older members of our congregation to tell about their journeys of faith. We have a woman who just passed away, Ella May, in the 1950s. She was one of the first missionaries to Iran. And they were a school mission and a hospital mission. Wow. We got to sit down with her and hear these stories. And so, and those are still recorded. We can still click and link, you know, listen to her. She's passed, but her stories are still there. Um, here at Mo Ranch, I did a session back in 2014 that I called Family Oral History and Smartphones. Uh, before that I did one called Telling Your Mission Story with iPad Video. You know, so many great things are happening in our congregations, in our youth programs, and we are busy people, right? And unless you go on that trip, or unless you have a child who is part of that or, or And, and you, you just might not intersect with some of the things that are happening. That little story Andy shared about the hearing aid that was found, you know, I mean, it was a small little story, but we're here together, and he had the microphone this morning, he got to share that story. And the point is that technology, while it certainly can distance and distract us can also give us amazing opportunities to connect. My son, our oldest right now, is in Colorado. He's a sophomore at the School of Mines. And so I'm driving down from Oklahoma City on Thursday... You know, I'm in the middle of nowhere, <laughs> and I get a phone call, and it's my son telling me he got an internship for the summer. He's so excited. He's going to work for a German company based in Lakewood, or you know, I think it's Lakewood, Colorado. It's in Denver. Anyway, and he's going he's to write computer code for cameras they make that fly on drones. I'm like, wow, that sounds kind of cool. Um, that's great. You know, I tell the story, my dad wasn't one who said the words out loud, I love you a lot, but I knew he did. But there have been times when my dad, as you know, I'm 47, he's texted me, I love you. That is really awesome. And so technology can definitely be a distractor. It can be something we look at like this and takes us away from face to face. But man, can it be a powerful tool for bringing stories that I might not have had a chance to hear before and deepening relationships between us because we have these chances to reach out. <clears throat> I worked for at and for two years. One of the things we talk about is you don't call a place that often anymore. We call a person. You know, so my son was able to call me, and hey, I was you know en route to Mo Ranch. It didn't matter; he, he had my number. So there's been other stuff that I've done over the years, and, and here we are today. We're here talking about this idea of creativity, and and this is part of my secular life. All right, since I've written a few books, and in 2011 I wrote a book called Playing with Media, and I learned that teachers didn't want to just hear about ways you played with media. Show me a project. Okay, show me a specific thing I can do. And so this website, Show With Media, I've been building and making since 2013. We're going to talk about some of these today. We're going to talk about infopics, but about Bible verses. Okay. Just the, the, the one, in fact, here, this would be a great thing we could do, or that you could take on as a challenge. Take that part of the 23rd Psalm, whether it's, laying down in green pastures, or the Lord is my shepherd, or whatever part of that. Then get an image, and put that image with those words, okay, and then share that. But I do this stuff on a secular basis, so we're going to talk about InfoPic, we're also going to talk about uh, note-taking, sketch-noting, visual note-taking as it's sometimes called. So, I have this whole secular life, and then... I don't know if y'all watch Ghostbusters, you Ghostbusters fans. Do you remember when they, go, they talked about crossing the streams? You know, what was going to happen if they crossed the streams in Ghostbusters? We're, I'm kind of trying to cross the streams here. And it's sort of weird because it's not like I'm two different people. I'm not. I'm one guy. But I don't oftentimes have the chance to bring these two worlds together. I work with technology. I work with teachers. I've been a Sunday school teacher. I've been an elder, a deacon, teaching kids. And so, anyway, what the, this, is, this is the crossing of the streams. And if I was to rewrite the title today, I might call it this, Unleashing Digital Creativity for Jesus. And so, before we get into some of the, the how-to, I want to talk a little bit about these different words, pocket share, digital witness, digital creativity for Jesus. What, what do these things mean? First off, pocket share. How many of us have some kind of a computer with us, right? Isn't that crazy? You know, the, the, pow- the power of these devices is far more than NASA had when we landed on the moon in '69. It's even more than we had in '81 when we went up with Columbia for the first shuttle. I mean, it's incredible. And we're living in this time of rapid change where it's, it's just going to get better and better. Here at Mo Ranch, do any of you regret a little bit our connectivity? <laughs> I'm on T-Mobile, and I guess the, the tower here is T-Mobile. I have good coverage. I have like 4G LTE coverage here. And I'm like, uh, oh. part of me is, oh, that's great. I got to download stuff and work on my digital session. On the other hand, coming here for years, one of the really cool things has been, I'm disconnected, you know. Early on, I remember telling my wife, well, I can go out on the bridge, you know, and call you in the middle of the bridge and maybe get a signal. One year I even Skyped her from the the, um, welcome center. But we've got these things. They can distract us, but they can also help us document things, and they can help us reach out and share. And... That's what we're going to be talking about, because you can use your smartphone, you can use a tablet, a computer, it's in your pocket. And and actually, where this came from, a friend of mine who's written a number of books, I've worked with uh, three different Christian authors in the Oklahoma City area, um, I think together they've published like 150 books. Uh, Cherry Fuller is one of them that Larry may, may know. And so anyway, at one of their sessions at a, at a conference that they put on, they said, if you write a book, people have to know what your book is about by reading the spine of it. Okay? If you have to explain it to them, you've lost them. So pocket share kind of came from that idea saying, that's what I want to talk about. Pocket sharing Jesus, using what's in your pocket. Um, Digital witness. By the way, does anybody have any idea where these little icons came? I did not draw these. <laughs> this, this is an aside, but this might, might be relevant for you. Um, I found a website called The Noun Project. N-O-U-N. The Noun Project. They have thousands of icons for anything. And as we're wanting to communicate with people, if you have a chance to have a presentation, it oftentimes is beneficial to add a visual to your text. We have grown up basically being people of the text, right? This is what schools are founded on. This is what the church uh, is founded on, linguistic text. But, of course, we also have stained glass windows and we've got ways of depicting the stories of the Bible and, you know, we've, we've recognized the power of visual. So, digital witness... Sharing how God is real and active in your life. Um, and I'm not going to put anybody on the spot where you have to, you, nobody has to share except Wes. I signed up to share here, so I'm going to share. But um, think, think a bit let's see if anybody wants to, wants to share, I'll, and I'll go first. Uh, what's an example of how God has been real and has been active uh, recently in your life? And I'll go first. Uh, Last night was prom for our middle child, our oldest daughter. She's 17, senior in high school. (sighs) Was not sure who she was going to take to the prom. We bought the dress, you know, and dad said no to the $700 dress that they found in Dallas when we went, went shopping. I think they found a $300 dress. Uh, anyway, the dress was purchased about a month ago, but the date had not been identified. Well, my wife has been talking with her former supervisor, our, our uh, past children's du- uh, ministries director, and her son as a senior, kind of introverted Hadn't had a date at his high school. And so it was an arranged date. And they were both very excited. They've been friends and through the youth group. But I was thanking God. Thank you for, you know, Braxton and for his mom and for that relationship. Because that's a big deal, right? Being able to go to prom and and all of that. Does anybody have a a thought of something It could be a small thing or it could be something big? How has God been real and active in your life? Um, It could be recent or it could be... In the distant past. I'd say some, some children <clears throat> mm-hmm. the miracle of birth mm-hmm. gives you a whole different respect for your wife and for motherhood and for. Mm-hmm and if anybody's healthy I mean you know the numbers of things that can go wrong and do yeah absolutely so I personally really like um, prompts or questions which are very short but can lead to some really uh, deep and valuable discussion I've had a chance to work a little bit with a man who founded the Center for Digital Storytelling in Berkeley California And one of the prompts that they use when people come to make digital stories is they'll ask people to tell a story from a crossroads in their life. Okay? When did you have a crossroads? Might have been something you chose. Might have been something that happened. Maybe somebody died. Maybe somebody um, had an accident. Maybe there was a tragedy or maybe it was a new job and it was a move. And, you know, there's all kinds of things. But anyway, that is a simple kind of a prompt. (coughs) And... Of course, I know Larry, I've just met some of you, we don't know each other very well. So being able to disclose and be vulnerable, <laughs> that was something that Donovan talked about last night. Boy, that's not something we tend to do easily, and, and there's all kinds of barriers for that. But consider how that kind of a prompt can really be powerful, and how in the church... That's part of what I believe God wants to draw us to. He wants to draw our eyes to see him, to see his reality, and to see how he's active. And how are other people going to know? How are we going to be reminded? It's, it's when we share. So that's what I mean by digital witness. Um, and so we can talk about witnessing about, hey, God showed up, and, you, and look at this. You know, face-to-face, we can do that digitally as well. Uh, digital creativity I got the icon of the leash here for whatever reason it might be because one of my golden retrievers gets so excited when I say the word leash she just flips out okay because she knows we're going on a walk one of them doesn't want to go on a walk the other one does I've had this on my heart. Like, I want to be unleashed as a creative communicator for Christ. There are a lot of things I have been scared about and I still have concerns about. Because what are the consequences if I share on Facebook that I'm a Christian? You know, are there people who would unfollow me? Are there people that are not going to want to, you know, hire me to come work at their school? Oh, you know, Wes might talk about Christ. We, We better not, you know, risk having him come. But digital creativity—it's um, unbelievable. I'm going to show you that my favorite app for the iPad for sketching is called Procreate. Procreate—it is amazing. Have, have you ever played with it? Okay. Laughing at the double mean. Procreate, Yeah, that is a double meaning, isn't it? Thank you. <laughs> well, yes, that is not the intent of the Procreate app. <laughs> um, it is the professional creation tool. <laughs> to go to that is multiply. funny, yeah. yeah that's, go, right. that's right. There you go. Well, thank you for... Re- that's, it's good to know where our, where our minds can go with that one. Um, Procreate is an app that has literally... Um, well, I'll just open it... Um, it has not only thousands of colors, you know, but it has thousands of brushes. So I'm here in the app. Pick up my pencil. Okay, tap here on the colors. I mean, you know, what, what color do I want to draw in? I, I've got every color, you know, imaginable. Um, what kind of brush do I want to start to draw with? Oh, I made a mistake. Let me, let me back up there and let me, let me start again. I mean, and I have access. It's just absolutely incredible. And so the digital creativity that is possible today, um, I glimpse that and I work with that in my day job. Um, Have any of you all... Had, know, know anyone or have you experienced virtual reality? I'm talking about when you put the headset on and you hold paddles. So we, have a, we have a Microsoft store in Oklahoma City. We have Apple Store as well. That's one place where I've experienced this. Guys, I'm telling you, it is wild. Steven Spielberg has a new movie out right now called Ready Player One. Okay? I'd encourage you to see that. Talk to, to your kids about that because we're moving into this world where we're going to have opportunities to not just paint and draw with with pens on the wall and in two dimensions. We're going to be able to create in three dimensions. And so there's a lot of opportunity here for us to think about how we are effective and creative communicators for Christ. Um, Last one for Jesus. This is so important, right? Um, We've got to remember that Jesus is the light. We are not the light. I did a whole study uh, back in Lubbock. We were at Westminster Presbyterian Church. That's where uh, I met my wife. We went on a mission trip to Tijuana, Mexico in 1994. Uh, four, no, 5. Spring break 1995. <coughs> and we met. And uh, anyway, at that church, uh, I learned about the Gnostics. Okay? Anybody re- studied the Gnostics or what the Gnostics a little, a little bit? One of the things about the Gnostics, this is an old, you know, Fight that the church has had is the Gnostics talking about the light being within us. But, we, you know, we have the light. We can discover this. And, you know, it's Jesus is the light. God is the light. We want to bring glory to God. And so Matthew five sixteen in the same way, let your light shine before others so they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. In all of these things, and this fits into fear as well, I mean, do you know what imposter syndrome is? Imposter syndrome is when you feel like you don't belong. I'm an imposter doing this, okay? I faced this sometimes teaching Sunday school. It's like, come on, why don't you get someone else to teach who has their life together? You know, why don't you get somebody else to teach this who's, who's not such a sinner? You know, I mean, we, we grapple with this. Um, the point is not... To, to have people look at West prior. It's to have people look at Jesus Christ. It's not to have people have an encounter with me. It's to have people have an encounter with God and with the Holy Spirit. And so yes, we're all sinners. No, none of us are adequate. Yes, we can all feel inadequate when we, you know, consider Jesus and His example and the scriptures, but Let's not let that stop us from sharing how God is real, how He's active in our lives, how His Word inspires us, and how we're striving. You know, we're on a journey, and we're striving to get better, and we're striving to walk with Christ. So, let's talk a little bit about InfoPix, or actually, let me just... uh... Let me, let me do this. I'm going to give you, I think I've got this on a clock. Um, I like to do this sometimes, and oftentimes the things we share with somebody beside us are even better than what the presenter says. So I'm going to give you two minutes to turn and talk to somebody just about what we've discussed so far. This has been the overview, but has anything stood out for you? Introduce yourself to your neighbor. Get to know your neighbor. You have two minutes. Go. <laughs> Do you want to here? Yeah. yeah. Definitely find out uh, I apps to on that all time. I have I have uh, uh, friends us here have have stuff. yet at the same time, how about you? Um. <laughs> and there that. has to be a good outlet to take. It was something write the book about a character. Yeah, i every the you and you look you see something cross knowledge. about it, Yeah, about it. you know, more people this than I got the in this. In most of them, not the three phones and farm- y- their uh, tablets tabulace yeah. and and on Facebook J- regardless of it. to market yeah I, think in, oh. I yeah, kind of sad. I see people like that. No, you know, a bad bad gotta, yeah, that. So where's your church? They're like this. Uh, well, actually, for a while, they're all concerned and, uh, Christmas and my kids love my mom. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, well, I, I was All right. Okay. But, that's great. That's great. What uh, I, I heard a couple things. Um, I heard you share that you know some other people who are talking about the same kind of thing. And I'd love to connect with them. That's another way the internet and technology can be really beneficial. Mm-hmm. Is if we're into something, we got people here into wood turning. Okay, we can connect other people into wood turning. We can learn all kinds of stuff about wood turning. You know, if you got a, got a lathe and you know want to want to learn how to do new stuff. I mean, there's there's a real power there, but also also the um, the things that we're sharing and the things that we're doing, those ideas, being inspired, you know. Um, I heard you guys talking about phones and having them out. And let me tell you, in the church service, I definitely have, have folks question me and, and it's good because I do not do this every uh, Sunday, okay? In fact, because it's, it's actually kind of challenging. Uh, this, is my, this is my sketch note from April 29th. So, was that last Sunday? Okay, it was. Uh, This was was our Pastor Eric's um, uh, sermon. This was my sketch note. You know, these were some of his main points about the law, why we need a substitute, how Jesus paid the penalty. We can't pay Jesus back. Jesus doesn't make loans. You know, he expects repayment. There's actually quite a bit of text in here. Okay, I do have a picture of a dollar bill there. You can see this is not the creation of a professional artist. (laughs) All right? I'm really not that great at drawing, but that's not the point. The point is that when I'm uh, listening to the sermon, if I'm drawing and sketching, I am processing more deeply. I am paying attention more carefully. And then I do end up sharing this, and then sometimes I'll narrate it. I'll, and I'll, I won't play this whole one, but here's... Oh, this one I didn't narrate. Okay. This is just the export. I can take the time-lapse of my sketch note. And I can then narrate on top. I'll show you an example of that a little later. But I have lots of people coming up and saying, what, you know, what are you doing? You know, and so I'm very happy to show them, hey, I'm doing this, you know, because my Bible is right here on my device. And so if I want to look up the 23rd Psalm, you know, hey, let's race. Um, you know, here's the, here's the 23rd Psalm. Um, and which version do you want it in? Right, Right. because I've got it in all these different versions. So, uh, one of the things that I would just comment on is, we are becoming, we are we are joining with our technology. Okay, this is not implanted in my body right now, but I feel incomplete when I leave my house or when I don't have it with Oh, where's my phone? You know, where's my phone? I'm so used to it; it's part of what I think about, how I communicate with people, and I uh, I'm kind of with Ray Kurzweil. If you've ever Heard Kurzweil the singularity. He talks about when computers are going to and artificial intelligence is going to equal uh, human intelligence. He says 2029. 20, um, he's a very smart guy. He works for Google. He's written a lot of books. Anyway, one of the things he says, and I just agree with, and I see it happening, is we are we're becoming uh, we're joining with our technology, and so there are times when people not paying attention becomes more visible. You know, how often have people in class sat there and not been paying attention? You know, forever. It happens all the time. How how long can you hear a sermon or a presentation and not have your mind, you know, go somewhere else? When you've got your device out, it makes it very, you know, clear and visible. Anything else that you guys talked about in that section? Or just section base? With my kids, they just love my phone. Mm-hmm. They want to... And, then, and so I try to, I try to, a limited. Mm-hmm. Okay, you can have it for a little while. Mm-hmm. But uh, I also find that um, they're on it too long. Mm-hmm. Whether it's my wife's iPad or whatever, um, just messes with their head. Uh, it's when they're nine, seven, five, that's so still. 10, 10, 10. Are any of them into Minecraft? Creating in Minecraft. My nine-year-old, a little bit. Because one thing to think about is there's a difference from worth technology in passively consuming and watching Word. and then and creating. Yeah. You know, even playing games with the challenge and the interactivity of that is different than just watching Netflix or just watching YouTube. Right. Our eighth grader has a YouTube channel and she started off with... With Minecraft, now she does The Sims. She created our two golden retrievers recently. I'm like, what? Anyway, she shaped them and got to move their noses and get it to look just like them. Um, It's something to think about. And then that ties in with this because, you know, reading the Bible can be a fairly passive activity in terms of I'm receiving it. But what am I going to do with that? Am I going to highlight that? Am I going to annotate that? Am I going to have you know, make comments, or am I going to make something with it? And so that's where a lot of my professional passion is, is let's make something. You know, show me what you know, but use media to do it. So, let's talk about infopics. Um, first off, has anybody made one of these? Uh, Infopick would be having a, a picture and then putting some text on top of it. Has anybody made one before? Okay, Cu- couple. And I'll just tell you right now, my absolute favorite tool for this that I'm going to show you is called Adobe Spark Post. Okay, fantastic, free, um, Spark posts, Adobe, uh, Spark is uh, a platform where they've got video, they have Adobe Spark page, which is like a web page, but post is to make this, all right? And so you can make these with different kinds of apps, um, I have a, a book chapter, and I haven't released, I almost have all the chapters of this finished, and I, I'm... With, I was actually hoping to get that done before Mo Ranch. Now my goal is the summer. I'm very close mm-hmm. to having this where I can release that for Kindle um, and print if anybody wants a print copy. But anyway, you can read that whole chapter. I have a chapter on InfoPix. And basically, it is taking a picture and putting text with it. Um, you can do that with a quotation, you can do that with scripture. And so uh, the thing about Adobe Spark Post is it suggests colors for you and it makes it look kind of well designed and then you can tweak it from there so here are some examples um, I, I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made your works are wonderful and I know that full well Psalm 139 uh, verse 14 from the NIV um, you can see I made this with Adobe Spark so they put their little watermark there um, but that's a Bible verse info pic so, we're going to talk about how to create InfoPix. I'm actually, what I did was I recorded a seven-minute video, which will be a lot more efficient than, than I could even do live. I can do it live. But I'm going to play that, and that's available for anybody that you'd like to share that with or to go back. Um, but what I want to, oh, huh, I didn't mean to, I should say two. Uh, what I wanted to do here was talk about where you share them. Okay. Um, anybody recognize the scene? The text is covering it, so you may not. It's the top of Mo Ranch, and we've because of being on the Men's Council. Which let me encourage you all. Already talked to Larry to consider applying. You get to come in September or uh, October to the ranch, and that's where we plan the conference. And then we get to have a really awesome meal together. And it used to be at uh, Dick's house. And now we're up on the top of the hill. I think it houses like 24 people. Do y'all know what church gets that? I think they kind of sign up every year for it. It is beautiful. Looking out over the whole hill country, down on the river. So, anyway, I was up there um, in October of 2016. And... Uh, had saw, saw that picture, and I think, you know, later I, I shared that verse. Um, but this is shared on, on Twitter, on a Twitter account that I created. Uh, Trust in the Lord forever, for the Lord, the Lord himself, is the rock eternal. Isaiah twenty six fourteen. And so there's a picture, there's a verse, and then there's also a link that we can click in order to go to that verse and to read more. So I want to talk briefly about channels. Um, and how many of you, let's say, are, are still on Facebook? We've had lots of things happen with Facebook in the past few months. You know, there's people saying, quit Facebook. You know, the Cambridge Analytica elections, all this kind of stuff. Um, does anybody use anything for photo sharing? Do you share photos outside of Facebook on anything else? A little bit of Instagram. A little, a little bit, okay. The kids, the young people today have kind of moved off a lot of Facebook. You know, what am I College sophomore, high school senior, and eighth grader do, uh, Snapchat. You know, Snapchat's what they use, Instagram, and um, some texting, but mom and dad can look at the texting more, so they favor Snapchat. We had to take away Snapchat for a while for one of them. Um, So the point is channels. When I grew, well, a little before my time, so I was born in 1970, I mean, there was still limited then in terms of channels. When my parents were growing up, talking about limited, right, three channels, that was it. Not very many choices, you know. Now we had direct TV, dish TV, whatever. We, Cox, we, we cut the cable and went internet only about six years ago. But this idea of channels is very different today because we don't have to just sit back and wait, oh, what channel am I going to be able to subscribe to? We create channels, we can make channels. And so that's what my encouragement here is, and we're going to talk about those channels. Um, Here's another little geeky thing, but this is really powerful. Has anybody used a hashtag before? You know what a hashtag is. Probably sports is bringing that into more people's you know, awareness because, hey, it's the, it's, it's the Sweet 16. Hey, it's the NCAA tournament. Hey, what's my, my team's hashtag, right? You can follow that hashtag on social media, on Instagram or Twitter, and to a lesser degree, Facebook. I think you can, but it, I see this more in Twitter and, and Instagram. And you can discover other fans, okay? We go up every Labor Day to see K-State's opening football game. It's a big thing, okay? In fact, I thought our youngest was going to go to K-State because her birthday is right around that time, and boy, do we ever start the brainwashing early with purple and white. That's K-State's colors, okay? Willie the Wildcat, she's just, now she's thinking about some other schools, which is fine. But the point is, you know, that's a tribe, right? A tribe of football fans. And so there's a hashtag that goes with that tribe. So if it's OSU and OU for us in Oklahoma, or if it's UT or a and or Texas Tech or Red Raiders, I got two degrees from Tech. Um, you know, there's a hashtag. You can connect. And people can discover what you're sharing. And they might decide, ooh, I want to follow Scott because he's a red... What kind of football fan are you? Are you, uh, are you a sports guy? Uh, yeah. What, what's your team? Syracuse. Okay, there you go. So if I'm into Syracuse, and Scott is too, and he's sharing stuff, hey, I may follow Scott. I may connect to him because I'm interested in that stuff, right? Hashtags are important. So, um... Here's a place where I have been sharing uh, Bible verse info picks. And if you want to take a look at these, you can go to wfryer.me Bible. That's a shortened link. It's a fancy way of sharing a longer link. Um, I'll, and I'll just go there and show you. So in my photos, I can click on Shared. Okay, This is an Apple thing. And I've made a shared album. And so I could go to Slideshow right now. And depending on how fast our internet is, we'll see how fast it starts to load. I may have to flip through these. I downloaded all my stuff because I didn't know how the internet was going to work, so we'll just do it this way. Um, but these are infopics that I've made, and um, I post them. And, I've, you know, there's not a, a lot of people that are subscribing to them. I, I think probably more people see them when I share them on Facebook but uh, sometimes there are pictures I take that's uh, Terry Atterberry, our contemporary choir director that's the stained glass behind our it looks better over here than it does on this projector um, but uh, that was a Sunday the Sunday morning um, it's that link right there so if you do the wfriar.me slash Bible it will take you to that I actually switched to an Android phone in November I traveled to Egypt and got to present there and I was kind of I wasn't freaked out, but I was a little concerned about Homeland Security, security forces, not just ours. I was Egypt, too. So anyway, I, um, I used to do everything on my iPhone. Now I use my, my, my iPad, and I've got a Mac laptop. That's how we started to share here. And so anyway, those can be publicly shared. We have these also for our family. Do you all have a place where you share uh, family pictures? So my... Sister lives in Liberty, Missouri, and so that's her boy, Gage, Kansas City Royal fan, and so they will put up pictures and videos, that's my daughter with my sister, that's my sister Trudy on the left, um, that's our dog, Groot. <laughs> this is one of the ways we share pictures, okay? And so we've got one as well. So we'll put up, you know, pictures of our... There's our kids. That's, my, that's Alex, Rachel, and Sarah. That's me in Egypt. You can't see that, but that's the great pyramid <laughs> that's behind us. was crazy. That was in November. There's me in the Sphinx. Um, so... We share pictures, and I have that thought. Well, I could, I could put you know, Bible verse info pics. So these are all Bible verse info pics. And uh, anybody who would want to can subscribe to those, copy those, use those. But this is just one channel. Okay? It's one channel. And that's something I want you to think about and share. Because we don't have to just turn on the television and watch CNN or watch Fox News or watch local NBC or whoever. We can what are we most likely to see if we do? Controversy, crime, a bomb went off in Kandahar. I mean, you know, if it bleeds, it leaves. And, and I'm not saying let's not watch the news. Okay? We need to be aware and we need to be engaged in all that. But my grandmother, my mom's mom, that's why I, I actually moved to Lubbock, Texas. Okay? I was in the Air Force. I graduated the Academy in 92. I went to Mexico City for a year. And then I got to go to pilot training. And I chose Lubbock, Texas because of Reese Air Force Base. And my grandmother was there. We got to have 10 years of life together. I didn't realize I'd be staying there. But that's how things worked out. My grandmother watched CNN almost 12 hours a day for the last 20 years of her life. CNN, that was it. And her picture of the world was strongly colored by the fact that she chose to watch that nonstop. My thought here is, as we have the power and potential to create media and to share stories and to, to focus on God, wow, what an incredible power that is. We're, we've seen negative to that, right? The election... I think Brexit vote, U.S. presidential election, Russia, like there's, there's big stuff going on with technology and, the, and, and, you know, white nationalists. Yes, fringe groups can have a lot of power in this environment. But we can have power too, and it's, and, it, and it's not just in the sharing and the publishing, it's also what we subscribe to. I hope my children, on a real personal note, I don't know whether it's going to be an iCloud shared library or something else, but they're going to take pictures of their kids, our grandkids, which we're not rushing them to you know, have anytime soon, but when that happens. Boy, I'd love to be able to see what's happening in their lives, to be connected in that way. And I know that me personally, I need, I think we all do, we need to have God's word front and center reminding us. Have we heard the 23rd Psalm before? Yes, we have, if we've been going to church any any, time. But how wonderful it is to have somebody, like we're having this weekend, bring those verses up to us, tell us stories, have us think about those powerful words, because there's power in the words of the Lord, right? All right, so that's just one channel. Um, one of the things, and I did a little screenshot, you can share it with individual people. I have a friend, Peggy George in Arizona, who said, can I subscribe to that? And I said, sure, Peggy, what's your email? So whenever I put a new info pick in, Peggy's iPhone says, there's a new you know, info pic. She gets that. Um, that's one channel. I think this is a, a great question to, that if we had more time, we could wrestle with why should Christians share about Jesus on Facebook? Uh, I bet we would have a lot of different opinions, especially if we were to open this up to an even larger audience, because there's going to be people who say, we shouldn't even be on Facebook at all. (sighs) Facebook has incredible power in our society today. So many people are on Facebook that it's hard to imagine in the short term another company having the power and impact that Facebook does. In fact, if we have regulation, which we very well could have in our country, that's going to address privacy and release of information, et cetera, uh, Europe right now has something called the GDPR that goes into effect at the end of May. It's called the General Policy on uh, General Privacy Regulations, GDPR. Anyway, it's a privacy regulation and I haven't said it enough times, but it's requiring companies to be a lot more forthright with where the data is shared and stored and what they're doing with your information. I would say we absolutely should be sharing about Jesus on Facebook because words matter. The gospel, the words of the Bible are powerful. We never know where somebody is in their walk, right? I mean, you guys, somebody here right now Maybe facing a really challenging time. And you never know what something really small that's shared, what that can mean for someone who is searching, who is hungry spiritually, or who is just in need of a, of a lift up. So, I have really been wrestling with this because I have, a, I have an open Facebook profile. You can go to facebook.com slash WFriar and you can follow me, okay? And I've wondered, you know, all this stuff. Should Should I stop sharing? Is it going to be bad? Is it going to be negative? And, you know, I don't put our phone numbers. I don't put our address. There's limits to what I share. But I think that it is important. And I'm not trying to pretend like I'm this great, perfect Christian. Because I am not. But... This is how God's been working on me, okay? Because I'm working in the secular world all the time with the power of sharing and how, as as educators, there's so much great stuff that I learn and I get to do. I think that this needs to cross over into Facebook. Okay, this may be my most, most controversial slide, but I'm going to say it. As a Christian, and this is for me personally, I think we need to come out of the closet if we haven't shared. We probably shouldn't have it happen that somebody we've known for 10 years suddenly comes with says, my goodness, Wes, I had no idea you were a Christian. And it's, of course, not just what we say. It should be what we do. Mr. Wheeler um, did the grapevine devotional in the chapel this morning. Um, and... and uh, He was talking about how when he was a first officer before he became a captain, he wore a cross. Well, he had to take that off when he became a captain because he had to set the example. And he was talking about how if people don't know because of the kindness and the ways that he treats people, people should know. But I also think we should be willing to say it. And goodness gracious, I traveled to Egypt in November. I was in Qatar, which is only my third time to the Middle East. I haven't really been to the Middle East that much. But when you go, it really makes you think about things as an American and as a a citizen of our free society. The kinds of things we can share, that we're able to share, that we don't fear the security forces coming to arrest us because we've shared stuff. And so I think if we have hidden that fact, we should at least be wrestling and grappling with that because you and I are the same people, even though we have professional hats we wear at work, and we've got things that we do, you know, through our church. Instagram, um, this is a hashtag. If you want to search for that hashtag, Digital Witness for Jesus Christ, I've been posting to that for a while, and you'll find, you know, lots of of info pics there uh, with that hashtag if you do that search. Uh, Flickr is a place that actually they just got bought by Smug Mug. I'm glad they're not going to die because they were a Yahoo company. But I have thousands of pictures on Flickr. That's another place that you can share. So thinking about channels. Um, and how about this? Does anyone use this Bible app, the Uverse Bible app? Okay, fantastic. It came out of the Life Church and the Green family that has the Museum of the Bible now in Washington D.C. Is I think they've been involved and they still are involved. It is in 100, oh, sorry, 1,134 languages. And there's 1,721 Bible versions that are available. Totally free. Folks, think how much struggle there's been over time to get Bibles in. Remember the Beecher Bibles, you know? Hidden, hidden in with the rifles, smuggled into the colonies. You know, I mean, wow, it's such a big deal for people to have the Word of God. And so in the UVersion Bible app, they have places for images and infopics. And you can see infopics that other people have made. You can share your own. So when I will create an infopic, generally I will put it into the Bible app where I'm logged in. And I have access to those and I can go back and others could as well. I'm contributing to a pool of infopics that people are creating. Lastly, I'll mention Twitter. Uh, I love Twitter. Um, I have have a lot of followers on my professional channel on Twitter, which is kind of crazy. Um, But Twitter has a real power that even Facebook does not at this point because of hashtags to connect. So you can look for the hashtag Jesus or Christian or Bible. Um, And I started to use this hashtag uh, for digital witness for Jesus Christ. Uh, To be able to connect with others. So, I would just challenge you, consider whether you want to share Bible verses or other things on your main channel. You also might consider creating a separate channel. My my wife threatened to unfollow me on Facebook a few years ago. (laughs) Because I was sharing everything there. All my technology stuff and it's like, she's overwhelmed. In fact, my daughter has turned off alerts, or I, I'm I'm like muted or something on her Facebook because I I still share too much there. I decided to set up a separate Twitter, which I now it's called Pocket Share, because I didn't want to have to sit here and go, oh man, is this too much? Oh, are people gonna? Is it gonna be you know too overwhelming? I think there's pros to that, but I also think, you know, sometimes it's good to just share that on a regular channel. So, we've talked about channels, where we share. Let's talk about the how. Uh, First off, photos. Anybody have a great website for finding free, legitimate, legally, you can reuse and do anything with the pictures? Pixabay. Pixabay. Excellent. Yes. Anything else besides Pixabay. Photos for Class has been one of my favorites. They use Pixabay. The one I've just discovered recently is Unsplash. Yeah, yeah absolutely great. Um, one of the things when you use websites like this, you develop iterative searching. This is a great thing for kids too. Let's say we're going to do an info pic on Galatians 5, Fruit of the Spirit. Okay, We're going to talk about love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Okay, Let's, let's search for that. Rather than Google for that, go to Unsplash. You know, and there's 20,000 pictures. Now, of course, you can get yourself in trouble. You don't usually want to do a live search in front of an audience because you don't know what you're going to get. Have that happen. Most teachers have if they've made that mistake. Um, but here's a search for love. Here's a search for joy. Here's a search for peace. Okay? Oh, there's only 4,100 pictures to choose from. And Unsplash specifically says, do whatever you want. You don't even have to give credit which, um, and some other ones I've used, it has credit built in. But the point is, you don't have to take pictures. You can search, find a picture, put in a search term, what, what, you know, what do you want to use, and then put that into an app. So Adobe Spark Post, I've already mentioned, is a great tool, and what I'm going to play um, is this short video. Um, so this, this will take us through the steps of Creating here in Adobe Spark. In this screencast, I'm going to teach you how to use several free apps to create Bible verse infopics. The UVersion Bible app, a free website called PhotosForClass.com using Safari, and then Adobe Spark Post. So let's get started. The first thing we're going to do is open up the UVersion Bible app, and we're going to tap on read, and we're going to navigate to the book and chapter that we'd like to use for our info pick or info verse. So I'm going to go to 1 Peter, in this case, uh, chapter 3, and I'm going to go down to verse 15. It talks about always being prepared to give an answer for the hope that you have. So I'm going to tap on that. Now I could tap image and use one of the images that's built into the app. But in this case, I'm gonna go search for one, and so I'm gonna to choose to copy that verse, because I'm gonna use that once I find my picture. So, I'm now gonna to go to the Safari app, but to speed this up, I've made a little web bookmark to go to Photos for Class, and this is just photosforclass.com, and I'm gonna type in the word chair, and I'm going to search for photos. And so the photos related to whatever topic I've selected are going to come up. And these hopefully are going to be appropriate pictures. It should be because this is a website where the photos are supposed to be good for using in class. I'm going to tap this link that says download. And when I tap that link... Um, Actually, it's going to open the picture by itself, and it's going to have the attribution there at the bottom. So now I can hold my finger down and push up, and choose Save Image. Now that image is saved to my camera roll so that I can use it in another program. This is the App Smash. So now I'm going to switch over and open up Adobe Spark Post. And so here's Adobe Spark Post. I'm going to tap the plus to do a new project, and choose Photo Library. And then I'm going to come over and select my picture. And I'm going to tap Choose. I'm going to leave it for a social post, which is squared, using the Instagram selection. And I'm going to move it over to the right so I can fully see the attribution there at the bottom. And I'm going to tap Done. Now I can double tap and hopefully I can still paste the text for the Bible verse that I have. And I'm going to actually shorten this a little bit. And I'll put in some dots. So I'm not going to have the full verse, and I'm going, to be, I'm going to say always be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks you to give the reason for the hope that you have. And then I'm going to just put some more dots here at the, at the end of that. I'm also going to <coughs> delete right here the uh, NIV and then the web link uh, just to shorten it a little bit. And I'll click done. Okay? Now, that is actually not very readable. And so what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna tap here on color and I can make some different choices about colors and how I want those to look. I can also uh, choose some solid colors if I want or I can choose to have some combinations. I can tap on font and I think I'm going to select one of these fonts that is a little bit thicker, like that, so I'll tap the check mark. And then I'm also gonna tap on spacing And so that is going to uh, change up the spacing of the text. I kind of like that, so I think I'm going to resize that and and go there. You can change opacity, and in this case, I think I am going to make it uh, a little bit brighter there. And uh, you can also mess with the alignment if you want to change that up a little bit. I think I actually like that the best. So, if I find what I like with fonts and colors and everything like that, there's more choices. I'm going to go up to the upper right corner, and I'm going to tap on the share square, the box with the arrow, and then I'm going to choose to save the image. So that saves the image down to my camera roll, and now I am ready to share that picture. So, first place I'm going to go to share the picture is Instagram. I've already logged into my account, and I can go ahead and tap right here, And the last image that I saved in my camera roll is right there, and so I can click Next. And I'm not going to apply a filter, so I click Next. And I'm going to be up here at the top. I'm going to type DW4JC, and that's a hashtag for digital witness for Jesus Christ. And if you want to use that hashtag, you can. It allows (coughs) those who are using... I'm going to pause and not play the whole thing. The video is available, and what I just basically show is um, how I put it on Instagram, I put it inside the Bible app, I put it in that little uh, shared um, iCloud library, um, and then I also share it on Twitter. So I do like, share four things. It's, it's, it's crazy. Um, no, we're not going to play that again. Uh, but we've got five minutes left, and I want to I mention a few things about sketchnoting, and then I'll actually play part of a narrative sketch note. Have any of you done this? Have you made a sketch note before? Okay, challenge for you. Give it a shot. It is, this is a, the idea of boldness and overcoming fear, okay? Because if, you were, if we were you know, in a room full of third graders, they would be fearless artists, okay? When we get older, we, we start to become intimidated and you know, opinions of others and define ourselves. I'm not creative. But sketchnoting is, at its heart, it's really about you and your learning. Okay, because if you have to draw, in fact, if you even wanted to do some right now with a pen and, and a piece of paper, <clears throat> cognitively it's more demanding to try and make a sketch as you're hearing somebody uh, give a talk. So um, this projector is not fantastic, but this is a sketch note um, about from a sermon, and one of the things that's, that's really great is that you can pinch in to get detail, right? I cannot write that small. But my app allows me to pinch in and be able to have a really close view. And so, um, boy, that looks so much better on the iPad than it does there. Anyway, that was, that was, a pr- that was not one sketch note. That, those are all separate ones. That's, that's from a Flickr album. Here's one, okay. So this was from uh, a sermon on July 31st, 2016, all right, about the lampstand church. Uh, sometimes I'll take a screenshot of the, of the text and put that in, um, but there's really not rules, it, you know, pictures, images, it's combining them. This was a, a Senior Sunday two years ago when uh, our son was a senior, so I had this like kindergarten picture there and then senior picture, um, you can have pictures, you can, you can draw sketches, you can make screenshots, but you are trying to get the key ideas. What were the key ideas of this sermon? God's strength shines out to the world. Fear not, though we are weak. Are we rejoicing in the Lord? Uh, God is our power source. We need to plug into God to be unleashed. Um, those were some of the key ideas. So, if you want to think about sketch noting, and there is a video for this, if you want to see or share a recorded version, I just have ten quick things. Number one, think Pictionary. Right? If we were playing Pictionary, you wouldn't be worried about, oh, did I make that perfect? You'd be worried about if I could guess you know, what you're drawing, and that's the same thing here. Just use the skills you have. Stay with the speaker. Okay? If you get so into your drawing of Aslan the Lion because he was using a Narnia deal, and you totally lose track of where the pastor's gone next... You've got to stop drawing the lion and go to where the pastor is is talking or if you're doing a sermon sketch note. Embrace discomfort. It's going to feel awkward. If you're not a professional artist, I'm not. I feel pretty inadequate sometimes trying to draw basic things. But that's okay. Embrace it. Copy icons. I mentioned the Noun Project. Fantastic place where you can just put in an icon um, and then they're going to have lots of suggestions for you. Simple ways to draw them. Uh, Some people like to outline in black. I used to do that more. I don't do that as much. It's nice to use an app like Procreate that has layers. So you can use a thin like black pen and then you can go in and fill colors later. I like to put screenshots in. Do a screenshot of the verse. You know, a picture of the choir singing. um, Something else that's related. Pinch to zoom. That's key. Find an app that allows you to zoom in to get details, so that you can, you know, finally, you know, you can write in small letters or, or make, make uh, small changes. Um, and by the way, I feel like Harry Potter with this Apple Pencil, right? This is, this is the $100 stylus, but it is amazing. And so this is definitely the best stylus that I've used, and I've, I've tried a whole bunch of different ones. The litmus test <coughs> of whether your sketch notes good... Can you retell some of the key ideas? It's really about you and your learning. I think it's just kind of a side bonus that you can share it. But consider sharing it. Consider sharing it out to some of those channels that we talked about. And have fun. Okay, this is, this is cool. And I love people saying, what are you doing there? You know, and showing them a little bit. And I think I'm the only person at our church doing this. Okay. And that's fine. But... I bet there are some people in your congregation, they may be young people, they may be older people, who would be very engaged by this. And, and with some encouragement, this could be a way to, to share more. My favorite TEDx talk is by Rachel Smith. It's called Drawing in Class. I have a link to that. She was one of those kids in school who they said, Rachel, you have so much potential, but you just keep on doodling. You need to get serious and stop drawing. She's now a professional graphic facilitator. Companies pay her big bucks to come to their meetings and their conferences and to make the thinking of the group visible, sometimes on the wall, on paper, sometimes on her iPad. This is a thing. It's called graphic facilitation, and you don't have to be a professional to realize the benefits of it. So, last thing. This is just a quick demo. I'm not going to play the whole thing. You can take... A, a video that's exported out of your app, like Procreate exports the time lapse video, and then you can narrate on top of that. And so this is a four part process. You're going to make a sketch note, you export the video, then you add narration. I usually add my narration in iMovie, and then you share it. And I usually uh, put it on YouTube and I share it on Facebook. So, really quickly, here is, I think. Hi, this is Wes Fryer with a narrated sermon sketch note from Eric Lawrence's sermon about John 15 on the 21st of May, 2017. And these first nine verses are words from Jesus. I am the true vine, and my Father is the vine dresser Every branch in me that does not bear fruit he takes away, and every branch that does not bear fruit he prunes, that it may bear more fruit." and it goes on those are just the first two verses but Eric preached on the first 9 and gave us a conversation about vision a continuing conversation and he invited us to climb a mountain and talked about three principles of fruit bearing which um, are in are included first, first of all that pruning precedes fruit bearing uh, God is the vine dresser and um New shoots are actually grafted on to the old tree. He uh, talked a lot about his recent visits to Israel and seeing these ancient olive trees and how, you know, new shoots are grafted on. Um, his second point was talking about how, you know, we were made, were created to bear fruit um, like Jesus. Uh, fruit bearing is not optional. Um, Jesus wants great disciples, not big numbers. We shouldn't just be focusing on those numbers in church. And Jesus um, calls us to abide in Him. And when we abide in Jesus, we produce. Alright, so we'll, we'll go to the end. But I've got a list of different sketch notes. Again, I don't do this every Sunday. It actually is, you know, it's hard work. It, t- it takes focus. But I think it's awesome. It's really cool. Um, I did this with our former pastor, and he didn't really pay attention much. Eric, you know says thanks and, and looks, sees, sees these. I tag him on Facebook uh, when we post these, um, which is not all about the feedback. But it's, um, I think it's a good thing. And so my last slide, I started off talking about fear. <coughs> my last slide is about boldness. Um, I really think that's 1987, New Zealand, the four peaks outside Geraldine, climbing a mountain, being bold. Um, I think we should be bold for Christ. I think we should be bold to, to share Bible verses. Okay? Uh, theologically, there's all kinds of stuff you and I might disagree on, and I'm going to have a hard time answering. Okay? The last Sunday school lesson, I, I was a sub two weeks ago. Our topic was, why is there pain and suffering? Why does God allow it? Barner Research shows that's the number one question people have. And they want to, I mean, and, and that's like, it's hard, okay? It's hard to grapple with that, and I don't have all the answers. But, I do know that God is the answer. And I do know that for myself, for my family, we want to be pointed to the Lord. And I think that we need to be sharing that and encouraging others to share as well. There's a lot of reasons why we might not want to. But I think that this is something good for us to wrestle with personally and for us to take back to our congregation to find people who are sharing and doing this and to encourage others. So if I can help, encourage you, provide resources, assistance. Um, This website has all the book chapters. My, My plan is even though I'm going to release that for Kindle. All the chapters are free, so if anybody wants to read those and see them, because um, I don't see this as, ooh, I'm going to make a lot of money. I, I see this, that God has been wrestling with me for years, saying, Wes, why don't you come out of the closet as a Christian, and why don't you apply <laughs> these gifts I've given you and the skills that I've given you in the technology realm, with schools, why don't you do that for me in the kingdom? And so, as you... Are on your own journey, and you work with others. You know, let me know what you're doing, what you found helpful, apps you're using, um, because there's a lot of great work that we can do. I think um, sharing the good news to a large audience. Do I get feedback comments? I I do from my church church family, and sometimes there was a. We were in Tulsa over spring break to see a concert, and a uh, a Cadillac Escalade was in a high speed chase, and. We turned a corner and saw it flipping four times and land and then the driver get out and then get tased by an officer. I posted about that, praise God that we were not hit. And then somebody had actually said, well, yeah, but what about the other person who was end up writing a blog post about it? I, I got some some feedback there in terms of people saying, yeah, you say God answered your prayer, but he didn't answer all the prayers a little bit. There's a little bit. But I have not had trolls come to try to take me down, and you know it's probably good that nobody in the New York Times or other places have written about it, because sometimes when things are elevated in mainstream media, then trolls and people who are really negative will jump in, and I have not had that experience, and I'm thankful for that. Um, that potential does exist, and that's part of the reason we have fear in, in, in sharing, is that we're afraid of what could happen. Um, the good news is there's a ton of great sharing that does happen where we're, we're not being torn down. Um, and so, yeah, I don't know whether this, be, you know, releasing this as a book on Amazon and other things would cause more people to want to, you know, tear down and attack. Um, but being attacked for the cause of Christ would not be something new. And we do live in the culture where we need to share this message. We need to share it with humility and gentleness and kindness. But we will face it opposition so thankfully I have not been the victim of trolling attacks thank you for all the um, resources absolutely absolutely and making all of your stuff online uh, available it's yours so so thank you all for coming and for the time and thank you hope you guys have a great rest of the conference